Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, the Raiders made a few roster moves on Monday. We'll tell you about those. Plus, hear from former NFL safety Ryan Clark on Devontae Adams, Nate Hobbs, and Morris. He was a guest on my radio show on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I'll talk about the fine line between checking the ball down and holding the ball too long. What I mean by that. Plus, your calls and texts will close things out. It's all coming up on Tuesday's show, a loaded show, September 13th, 2022. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider podcast free and available on all platforms. And got a lot to get to on today's show. Very excited about it. Very excited about continuing to move throughout the week. Of course, Monday, there was the big overreaction. I wasn't going to overreact, but just talk about the Raiders losing to the Chargers. We'll talk about it, obviously, some more. And then tomorrow, we'll move on and start turning the attention to the Arizona Cardinals, the next team up on the schedule for the Silver and Black playing at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. Before we get into any of that, though, I do want to let you know today's episode of the Locked On Raiders podcast is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players that they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. We'll tell you a lot more about them later on in the show, but uh, there was a lot of moving and shaking going on on Monday. Uh, I had an opportunity to meet with head coach Josh McDaniels, had an opportunity to talk to Hunter Renfro and Jonathan Abram by way of Zoom on Monday, but also was able to find out about some roster moves that the Raiders made on Monday. The team announced that they claimed cornerback Javelin Guidry off of waivers by way of the Arizona Cardinals, which is actually really funny, knowing that right when the cutdowns came, the, the Raiders traded Trayvon Mullen to the Cardinals. Now the Cardinals are turning around and letting one of their cornerbacks go in Javelin Guidry, and the Raiders picked him up on Monday. He entered the NFL's undrafted free agent with the Jets back in 2020. He had two seasons with the team. He played in 28 games, had five starts and total 66 tackles, three passes defense, and four forced fumbles in 2021. Played in all 17 games with three starts, had 45 tackles, and three passes defensed. So if they add a player, then they've got to go ahead and make a roster move to remove someone from that 53-man roster, right? Well, that's what the Raiders did. They put cornerback Anthony Averett on IR. He had a broken right thumb, or he has a broken right thumb, and he's going to have to have surgery, so he's going to miss at least a month. So Anthony Averett, a guy that the Raiders picked up by the Baltimore Ravens by way of free agency, a guy that they felt pretty good about as far as depth goes, is not going to be around for at least four weeks for the silver and black. So there you go. Uh, The Raiders bring in Javelin Guidry and Anthony Averett heads the IR and is out for four weeks. Now we're still awaiting news on other guys that got banged up on Sunday and they have quite a bit of guys that are uh, missing in action right now, or at least were banged up and left the game. Trayvon Merrick's dealing with a hip injury. Andrew Billings is an undisclosed injury. Denzel Perryman ankle injury. And on the offensive side of things, DJ Turner with an ankle and Brandon Bolden with a hamstring. One guy that we do know a little bit more about is center Andre James. He was the guy who left the stadium on Sunday in an uh, ambulance and headed to the hospital there in L.A. Uh, he's back in Vegas, according to head coach Josh McDaniels. He was being evaluated for a concussion, but that's a good sign that he's already back in Vegas. So it looks like everything checked out okay with Andre James, but we'll get the official word probably a little bit later on in the week. But still, the uh, Raiders right now, man, if you look at it, they're really the walking wounded. So I wouldn't be surprised. 
to see some more roster moves being made depending on the severity of some of these injuries. Also on Monday, I got pretty excited. Had a former NFL safety and host of the Pivot podcast, host of the RC and DC podcast, uh, ESPN employee Ryan Clark on my radio show on Monday. And he's a really good, sharp football mind, in my opinion. He was out in Las Vegas uh, at uh, the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center during training camp, checking out the Raiders, recording a podcast with Devontae Adams. And ever since then, me and RC have been trying to link up, and I've been trying to get him on the show. And finally, on Monday, uh, it took a little bit of work, but we were finally able to connect, and he was on the show. So I wanted to bring you a few of the sound bites that he had to say about Devontae Adams, also Nate Hobbs, and just the Raiders and Derek Carr in general. So uh, the first one was just about Devontae Adams, what he saw from him on Sunday as he had a big-time game, 10 catches, over 140 yards, and a touchdown. The thing about him is he, feel like, he feels like he can't be covered. And I think that feeling doesn't come from arrogance. That feeling comes from experience. It comes from facing the Jalen Ramsey's, facing the best of the business, and winning in those times. Uh, you look at what he's been able to accomplish you know, last few years of his career, but even the last two, when both he and Aaron Rodgers were first team all team, everyone schemes to stop Devontae Adams. You think the Los Angeles Chargers didn't come in yesterday and understand they had to stop Devontae? Uh, sometimes it's just impossible. And also with the route combinations, the different adjustments he'll be able to do and Josh McDaniels' offense, it truly seems that he'll be uncoverable the entire year. There's Ryan Clark right there talking about Devontae Adams, what he saw from him on Sunday. Thought that was a nice little nugget at the end, talking about he looks like a guy that's going to be uncoverable all season long. He's just that good. I mean, he's an absolute alpha dog. And so one of the things that I asked RC about was Derek Carr feeding Devontae Adams. And I know a lot of Raider fans got a little upset that Derek Carr was targeting him as much as they were. Like, hey, he's only trying to go to Devontae Adams. But that dude is such an alpha dog, and that's the reason why they brought him in. I didn't have a problem with it, but it's not really about me. I wanted to ask RC his thoughts on it. And if you have a guy like Adams, should you feel the need to feed him? I mean, you, you, it's not about necessarily having to feed him. Um, obviously, you want to go to him because he's a guy that can catch 10 to 12 passes if you give him uh, the right opportunities. But he's also going to draw some coverage. So it's going to be about Derek understanding when to go to him and when to go to his other guys. I mean, if you look at his target rate, in Green Bay, it was very similar to what we saw in the first game with Las Vegas. And I think, you know, I, I didn't necessarily take offense, but, you know, this morning I'm on, on first take, and, you know, Stephen A. said something about the amount of targets that Devontae got, you know, opposed to Darren or opposed to Hunter, which I get, right? These are two Pro Bowl players. I think Darren Waller, to me, is the most talented tight end in football. And so Derek has to know when to go away from him. But isn't it hard to go away from him when it works so much? Right, you know, and exactly. I think, and I think, I think to be, to be upset with Derek for that is one of those things. Like you just don't like Derek Carr, right? Because we we saw the same thing with Aaron Rodgers for years now. Now, when Aaron played without him, he was still able to win, right? And so you think Aaron would gain all of this confidence in the other players, but yet when Devontae's back, he was still the guy that got 160 targets last year. And so, you know, to me, I just think to hold that against the quarterback for throwing to the best receiver in the game 
is is kind of idiotic, especially when he's so successful. Really good breakdown right there from Ryan Clark talking about the need to feed Adams, or if you don't really need to feed him. But again, he's a volume receiver. He's a guy that is going to make a lot of great plays for you. So why not give him the rock? I thought that was a really good breakdown right there from Ryan Clark. So I mentioned that he was in Vegas, got to sit down with them, him and Channing Crowder and also Fred Taylor. They host the Pivot Podcast, and they did a really good show with Devontae Adams. So I asked him, what did you learn the most about Adams when you met with him here in Vegas? I mean, he's just so real. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I think, you know, all of these wide receivers kind of get the bad rep of, of, of being divas or of not necessarily being tough guys. Like, he's a tough guy. And then the thing I learned after that, He's so intelligent. Just talk. Like, we got an opportunity to talk X's and O's before the show, after the show, and listen to him explain, you know, where he'll line up positionally, the adjustments that he has to make based on coverage, based on formation, based on motion, all of these different things. I just thought it was amazing to listen to someone have his understanding of what he needs to do every play and what's happening around him every play, have that so clear and have so much clarity on it, especially being new to a system and wearing as many hats as he will offensively. I think that was the most impressive part to me because that let me know that he can understand the defenses as a quarterback can, and that's how you create that synergy to get that connection. RC, on what he learned about Devontae Adams when he spent some time with them here in Vegas, just got a couple more sound bites that I want you to hear, and then we'll get to segment number two, talking about checking down or holding on to the ball, and I'll tell you exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to that. But Ryan Clark, again, on my radio show on Monday, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. I asked him about cornerback Nate Hobbs. He's a guy that I thought had a really good game on Sunday, so here's RC on what he saw in Nate Hobbs on Sunday. Listen, I thought he was amazing. Uh, I think the, the thing for me was his physicality, right? It was his understanding of ball, uh, the tackles for loss, uh, being in, in tight coverage the entire game against very good players. Uh, he was one of those guys that I think is so vital to what you do now with all of the spread offenses, the 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, some of those things where you have that versatile chess piece in the middle that can come in motion, change uh, change the coverages, you know, strong side to weak side, and then understand how to execute. And so when you see a young player that's able to do that, but also be able to stand up physically in the way he was in both the run and the pass, I think those are the players you look to and realize they're going to be cornerstones of defenses as their career continues. And I couldn't agree more. I think that Nate Hobbs is going to be special. Been talking about him for a while. Think that he's going to be really good. I believe he had 21 snaps. He played as outside corner on Sunday, and I think he only had 28 all of uh, 2021. So obviously, he's going to have a big-time season, at least you know all over the field. He's going to be lined up all over the field, and I think that's a good thing because Nate Hobbs simply is a really good football player, a guy in the secondary that you want to have on your team. Final soundbite I have here from Ryan Clark from my radio show on Monday. When he was here in town, I asked him what stood out to him the most about this Raider team based off what he saw from camp. Well, I thought Josh McDaniels was way too uptight and camp was way too uptight. It was not fun. That's the first thing. Um, that's what I really recognized. Um, gotcha. that, that, the, the Patriot, the Patriot way has traveled to Las Vegas. <laughs> um, but I think, I think the you know, when you, when you look at this team, you understand up front defensively they're going to be phenomenal with, with, with what they can do off of the edge. Obviously, Perriman in the middle is a stalwart at the backer. Your questions are in the secondary. Does Morick take that next step, right? Is Rocky Sin coming over from 
Indianapolis. Is he going to be able to do all the things you need him to do at that left corner? Uh, how does Pat Graham kind of cover up for some of the things that you'll miss with Jonathan Abram in space and in coverage? But how do you utilize his strengths, the run, the hit ability, the blitz ability, you know, in dime and sub packages? And so I think, to me, the secondary um, is the biggest question. And I think you saw some of that early on. Keenan Allen was able to go off. We saw Carter uh, in the slot was able to make some plays as well um, for Los Angeles. And so I think once they understand how to manipulate the back end and zone, fire zone, uh, man coverage, and what everyone does best, I think that's when we'll see this team start to play better defensively. But that takes time. RC, really fun to talk to on uh, on the radio show on Monday, uh, just picking his brain, all things Devontae Adams, talking about the Raiders, talking about the defense. You heard him talking right there about how he thinks that they could play better. And look, in the second half, they played really good. So I'm expecting them to continue to have a little bit of an uptick. But right now, I think the biggest concern with the Raiders' defense is, one, the lack of pressure that they were able to actually get on Justin Herbert as far as getting him to the ground, actual sacks. Max Crosby had some good pressures, but Chandler Jones was non-existent. So they've got to be able to move fo- moving forward, get sacks, get guys hit, you know, and not just Max Crosby. It's got to be Crosby and Chandler Jones. They both got to step up, and then you got to get some pressure from the interior. And then the other concern when it comes to the Raiders' defense is just the injuries that they're going through right now. Can they hold up? throughout the course of this season. So that's something that we'll definitely be paying attention to. But coming up in segment number two, going to talk about Derek Carr and the fact that at one point everyone was calling him check down Charlie. Then on Sunday he holds the ball and he takes five sacks. So there's got to be a fine line. I asked head coach Josh McDaniels about that. I asked Ryan Clark about that. And I'll talk about that all coming up in segment number two after I tell you about a couple great sponsors, including the title sponsor of today's show, which is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players that they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection. You can win up to ten times your money on your entry. So it's real simple. You could pick any players. Say you're picking them on the Raiders, or maybe you're watching that Monday Night Football game and you're picking them on Seattle because you want them to beat. Denver really bad so maybe you go with I don't know Geno Smith you go with DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett or something like that and you decide okay I think that DK is going to have this amount of uh, yards I think he's going to have this many points he's going to score and Geno Smith's going to throw a couple touchdown passes if you're right on those then you can win a lot of money up to 10 times your money on your entry and first time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on that's prizepicks.com you got to use the promo code Locked on. I also want to tell you about Athletic Greens, and it's been a minute since I told you about that. Actually, I like to call it AG1, and uh, it's something that if you're a guy that's on the go or a woman that's on the go, a person that's on the go like myself, uh, AG1 comes in really, really handy, something that you mix with uh, a bottle of water every single single day, and boom, you're going to get all the nutrients that you'll probably miss by being that person that is on the go, and I'm always on the go, so this kind of uh, product is really good for me. It has 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, rules whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and more. It helps you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things that you need. Now, again, all I do is I take a, a scoop of the AG1, I put it into a, a bottle of water, shake it up, shake it up, shake it, you know, blend it up, and then boom, and it tastes really good. That's what's surprising is most of the time when you get these powdered drinks or these mixes, they just don't taste very good, right? Well, this one actually tastes really good, and it is good 
for you. And it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, artificial anything, and tastes good. Supports better sleep quality and recovery. Supports mental clarity and alertness and a whole lot more. The price, it costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than, well, a lot of habits that we all have that aren't very good for us. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop in a cup of water every single day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to just kind of look back at the game on Sunday one more time. Again, tomorrow we'll start to turn the page and look ahead to the Arizona Cardinals who come to Allegiant Stadium on Sunday for the season home opener. Excited about that game. Excited to be back in Allegiant Stadium, but uh, still kind of looking back at at the game on Sunday, what unfolded, what happened, and obviously a lot of the conversation is Derek Carr, the three interceptions that he had, the five sacks that he took, and the fact that he threw the ball to Devontae Adams 17 times but one of the things that I kind of briefly touched on it on Monday's podcast as well but one of the big things that stood out to me is for the longest and even once the Raiders went out and acquired Devontae Adams what was the conversation that we heard all offseason long all training camp long all preseason oh Devontae Adams is not going to have a big season because now he's got Derek Carr he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers Derek Carr is just a check down Charlie all he's going to do is as soon as pressure comes he's going to get rid of it and let the running back get it you know and all this just everything we kept hearing was that he's not going to do this or he's not going to do that and how many times have we had the conversation about well you know Derek Carr gets the ball out of his hand really quickly maybe he should hold on to it for a split second longer allow the play to develop a little bit and then take a shot you know and just see how it happens and try to get the ball to the wide receivers and so I think on Sunday one of the big things that stood out to me was Derek Carr trying to hold on to the ball a little bit long and Held on to it a little bit too long, right? Again, took five sacks. Not all of them was on the offensive line. Some of them were on Derek Carr, like I said, holding on to the ball. So I asked, and I mentioned on the podcast on Monday, about the fine line between getting the ball out of his hand quickly, being a check down guy, or just holding on to the rock and trying to let that play develop and then hit a guy like Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, or even a Mac Hollins who had a nice little catch early in the game. So, uh, you know, I, it was something that stayed on my mind for a long time on uh, on Monday. So when we met with head coach Josh McDaniels, I thought, you know what, I'm going to ask him about it. And I really decided to ask him about it when he was talking. Someone else had asked him a question about the offensive line, and he brought it up that, you know, every – time there's a sack it's not always on the offensive line and every time there's not a sack that doesn't necessarily mean that the offensive line was blocking great it's just that the quarterback got the ball out of his hand quickly so I asked him about you know the fine line between checking the ball down getting a few yards and living to see the next down or holding on to the ball in attempt to push it down the field and have a bigger play so not only are you going to hear his answer but first you're going to hear my question so you can see how I worded it and then you'll hear an answer and I thought it was a really good answer from head coach Josh McDaniel. Coach, you mentioned, uh, you know, sometimes that the offensive line or the protection is about getting the ball out quickly as well. But when you have playmakers like Devontae, Darren, and Hunter, what's that fine line of trying to get the ball out quickly but then also holding the ball a little yeah. bit longer to let that play develop? Yeah, I think there's there's really, a, you know, kind of a an art in terms of, like, trying to figure out, you know, 
at what point do you go ahead and, and do that? Not only the quarterback, but also maybe the way you call the game, you know? Um, you know, there's a feeling during the drive, the rush is fresh, maybe we don't do that as much, you know? The rush is a little tired, maybe we do it more, you know? Um, and then the quarterback, obviously, he's out there. Nobody knows and understands the rush uh, and and the way the coverage is being played more than he does because he's on the field. And so I have a great deal of respect and appreciation for the quarterbacks in general because, you know, you and I can sit here and say, hey, do this or do that. But at the end of the day, they got the ball, you know, and they're feeling everything. You know, they see the rush. They see the disguise. You know, they see the blitzers. You know, they, they see the coverage. You know, they understand a lot a lot of the little things that are happening on the field. So, um, you know, would I love to say that we are going to play a perfect game in terms of timing and, hey, we're going to get it out quick and then, you know, at the perfect moment we're going to hold it and the rush is going to die down and then we're going to throw it for a chunk and then we're going to go back to throwing it quick again. That'd be great, you know what I mean? And every time I call a screen, they're going to be 15 yards up the field. I mean, that'd be perfect, but it's not realistic, you know. So some of the things that, you know, that you have to do, I think, in the passing game, and this takes just games and reps and, and feeling and understanding, um, is when to say the play is done. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I want it to work, and it, ugh, that first read didn't win there, second read wasn't there. You know what? Maybe the situation in the game is such that I just throw the ball away and take an incomplete pass. You know, that happens. You know, it's the same thing with a runner. You know, you want to make every run can't be a touchdown. You know what I mean? I thought there were times just they were where we tried for extra yards. And there was times we put our head down and got a couple extra and that was it. You know, so uh, making those split second decisions is important and understanding when to do it, when not to do it. But it's not an exact science. That's for sure. So very detailed answer right there from head coach Josh McDaniels. And, you know, it just it got the wheels turning in my head. And I talked about it briefly on Radio Nation Radio 920 on Necessary Roughness on Monday as well, on uh, Monday afternoon. But, you know, I feel like when John Gruden was the head coach, it was, okay, the read's not there. All right, check it down or get rid of it. You know, it was like, boom, boom, boom. Do it really, really quickly. Don't hold on to the rock. And I feel like under Josh McDaniels, he wants Derek to allow the play to develop a little bit. But also, he's got to figure out when, okay, now I just got to go ahead and get rid of it. Or I got to, you know, check it down and and just get a couple yards and go with it. You know, I, I feel like, again, he's got to figure out and decipher exactly when that sweet spot is, when that sweet timing is. And for one game, you know, it wasn't really – Derek Carr didn't really have it. You know, I can say for one game, uh, I think that his timing was off. I think that some of the decisions he made was off and holding on to the ball a little bit longer than he should have. That was one of the big things. It's, it's so funny when I was on my way down – to the locker room following the game on Sunday, one of the one of the media members that was from LA who knew Vinny Bonsignor really well because Vinny's from LA uh, said to him in the in the elevator, and I was kind of ear hustling because I was standing there next to Vinny, and he said, "Man, that's always been Derek Carr's problem. He always holds on to the ball too long. That's why he took all those sacks." And man, I almost well, I almost said some things to him that I couldn't say, but I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Derek Carr has never been accused of being the guy that holds on to the ball too too long. He's always been accused of the guy that's the check down Charlie. And so now all of a sudden he decides he wants to hold on to the ball and try to allow the playmakers to get open and get those big plays down the field. And he takes some sacks, and now all of a sudden he's been holding on to the ball too long his whole career. It's like, man, it's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. So I thought that was pretty funny. So when I had Brian Clark on my radio show as well, I also asked him the same question about that fine line. And here's RC's answer. Of course, remember, he was a safety, not an offensive player. So it's not an easy answer for RC. But here is his thoughts when I asked him that same exact question that I asked Josh McDaniels. Well, bro, you know, I can't play quarterback, so I couldn't tell you. 
Um, but <laughs> you know, when, when when you look at it, I think I think the best of them know. Correct. Yeah. Uh, the best of them know when it's time to get the football out of your hand. When the rush is getting there, they have that kind of internal clock that says the the pass protection is breaking down. And obviously, you know, not everybody's going to have a Khalil Mack and a Joey Bosa, guys. You know, it's like, like it's not every team you play. There was a, a ton of rush on them, but this is a team that was behind, that's in the Las Vegas Raiders, and trying to get big plays, trying to catch up, because you're playing against a guy like Justin Herbert who can create big, big plays himself. And so I think, you know, for all the excitement we have of the people or the, the depth chart, the skill set, that the Raiders have, we have to remember this is a, u- a new unit playing together, right? The, the, these group of people have never been together, and he's, they've also never been under this coach. And so Derek Carr is having to adjust to new personnel and also new things schematically. So a good answer right there from RC about what Derek Carr is going through, what this offense is going through. And it kind of goes back to what I've said about preseason and uh, what I talked about quite a bit on Monday is just the fact that, you know, a few preseason reps, now that you look back at it, probably would have helped this team a little bit just working out some of the kinks that they have. And, you know, being able to figure out exactly when that fine line is to, you know, again, get the ball out of his hand quickly and also, being able to uh, you know take a shot down the field, uh, I think that's something that Derek Carr's going to have to work on. I remember he's had multiple head coaches so far in his career, multiple offensive coordinators, uh, multiple philosophies. You know, now he's got a new one, so now he's trying to figure that out as well. So uh, you know, there's some folks that are super angry and want to trade Derek Carr after one bad game, this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, man, the Raiders still had an opportunity to win that game. They didn't, but I think there's some stuff to build off of. And as soon as some of these kinks get worked out, you know, Devontae Adams going to be a dog he showed that on Sunday what he can do Darren Waller has done that been there done that already Hunter Renfro same thing right so uh, once they figure out just some of the the little kinks and the nuances of this offense and what they're expected to do and what head coach Josh McDaniels wants them to do I think things are going to work out okay I really do this team looks like a team that has a real big opportunity to be really good and one bad day at the office is not going to kill the season again they got 16 more of these games left to go in the regular season starting on Sunday with the Arizona Cardinals and by the way uh, if you look at betonline.net and I'm going to tell you about them in a minute uh, the the Raiders are four and a half point favorites going into Sunday but we'll tell you more about that later on coming up in segment number three your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 speaking of the Raiders being four and a half point favorites right now going into Sunday that's brought to you by betonline.net they're your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports information this season you can get all the latest football league and development news game matchups podcasts they got everything that has to do with the NFL college football and a whole lot more they're your continued source for all your sports wagering information live betting esports and scores again they're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events including MLB MMA boxing golf college football NFL all the action they've got you head to the website today on your laptop or your mobile device learn about the trends and all the action betonline.net that is where the game starts your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. Read up that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Of course, got a ton of texts and calls over the past couple of days. We'll go ahead and jump right into it again. 707-654-4693. Let's start things off with Mac 23 new booty caller, calling to give his thoughts on the game on Sunday with the Raiders obviously losing to the Chargers. Here he is, Mac 23 Hey Q, what's up? New booty caller. 
Call me Max23. Met you in the barbershop a couple times. Just uh, thought I'd leave my thoughts on the game. First time caller. Uh, so, you know, obviously not the outcome we wanted. Uh, offensive line struggled a little bit. But, uh, you know, honestly, to me, offensive line, although it wasn't good, didn't do absolutely horrible. Kind of seemed like Derek was holding the ball a little bit and seemed pretty stuck in the pocket. Uh, seemed like really his uh, timing was just off. Maybe could have used a couple snaps during preseason. Uh, you know, just kind of get that time and speed right again. First game back, those things can kind of happen. But, uh, you know, even though the defense did give up 14 points in the second quarter, I think the defense was pretty encouraging. Halftime adjustments by Patrick Graham looked good. Held the, held the uh, Chargers to only seven second-half points and gave the offense some opportunities to keep the game alive, even though uh didn't really have the best game for us. That's it for the first call, but definitely think uh, it looks like maybe the offense could have used a couple preseason snaps maybe to kind of gel and get things moving so that everything was nice and greased for the first game. That's it, though, brother. Good talking to you. Uh, Going to call again here soon in a little bit, but uh, Kobe Mac 23 out, brother. Go Raiders. There he goes. Mac 23 out to 702. Man, definitely appreciate the call, my man. And, yeah, shout-out to the barbershop. In the cut. Of course, I'll be back there Saturday morning. That's my routine around 8.45, 9 a.m. You know you could always check me out there. But, uh, yeah, thanks for the call. And uh, D.C. didn't have his best game. I think that's no doubt about it. Uh, it's going to get better moving forward, in my opinion. A couple snaps in the preseason would have probably done them some good. But it just didn't happen, you know. And the thing about it is if they got some snaps in the preseason and something went wrong and someone got injured, then it'd be like, what in the world was Joshua Daniels thinking? Now, you know, they get off to a slow start. Their timing's off. They look like they could have used a few snaps. And it's like, oh, my God, why didn't Joshua Daniels think of that? So, again, I've said it multiple times, but you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. As far as the defense, they are really good in the second half holding the Chargers to seven points. Now, a little bit of that was the Chargers taking their foot off the gas, and really it almost cost them, but – they uh, the, the Raiders defense did show some signs of, of some good things. Now, again, they got to get more pressure on the quarterback. They've got to be able to sack the quarterback. They need to create a couple turnovers. And they got to worry about injuries because the injuries are starting to pile up as well. But as far as the defense, it did its job, gave the Raiders an opportunity to win that game on Sunday. They just came up short. Next up, got a text from the 818. It has no number. Hey, Q, I think we're done for the season. I've been a Raider fan for a long time. I'm getting tired of it. I'm tired of Derek Carr's excuses. Nine-year vet, and he still has all these excuses. New team, new coaches, new years, same old excuses. I give mad respect to his leadership, but had enough of his in-game ability. A lot of other Raider fans will tell him that I'm not a real fan, even though all I speak about is truth and facts. I'd rather be honest and follow blindly and stay in denial. Again, that's a text from the 818. Didn't get a name on it, but uh, I understand. There's a lot of fans that are angry uh, about everything going on and the way that Derek played and the way that the team overall played. And, look, I think you got to give this a little bit of time just to show what it can do. I understand if you're upset and angry about it, that's, you know, no problem. But I'll tell you right now, they play another one on Sunday. And, you know, if they if they go out there and win that game against the Cardinals and all of a sudden you see some signs of, oh, man, there's some good things going on, I think you'll feel a lot better. But, I mean, I get it. You know, there was a lot of hype. There's a lot of thoughts about uh, this team going into the season and then they go in, in L.A. And, and they do what they do. But look across the league. Look how many week one games weren't very good, and teams played really poorly in week one. Look at the team in the Cincinnati Bengals that were in the Super Bowl just the uh, last season. You know, uh, Joe Burrow threw, what, four interceptions? Got sacked seven times? They ended up losing the game. Uh, they had field goal kickers, an extra point kicker, uh, missing his kicks, and all kind of stuff. I mean, there was a lot going on, and that's not just them. There was all across the league a bunch of quarterbacks. Look at Matt Stafford. 
the the uh, the Rams they won the Super Bowl. Look how bad he looked on Thursday night against the Buffalo Bills. So there was a lot of bad that was played in Week One, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it was Week One. But I hey I get it, man. So hopefully, uh, you know, you're able to see a good game on Sunday. The Raiders come away with a victory, and then you'll feel different about uh, what you're talking about right now. But you know, it, it it's it's upsetting. I get it, and a lot of Raider fans feel the exact same way you do. So don't feel bad about your feelings. I'm I'm not mad at you at all. Let's go ahead and take another call from Joe, formerly a KC. Now he's in the ATL. He's calling to talk about what he feels about Derek Carr and what he thought really stood out to him about the game and Carr's performance. Here he is, Joe, formerly a KC. Now in the ATL. Yo, what up, Q? It's your boy Joe, formerly a KC, currently an ATL man. Uh, just wanted to call in and give a little bit of uh, you know, my personal insight. Um, first and foremost, I want to make sure uh, that I don't sound too pessimistic. I do believe that we're going to be able to turn uh, everything around, you know, knock the rust off, and we're going to have a successful season. But I do want to say something that I feel that uh, I've noticed in Derek Carr. Like, sometimes it seems like he can be, like, hell-bent on being like, you know what? Let me, like, he listens to the critics, and he's like, let me, let me prove him wrong. Let me show him what I can do. Let me show him I can, I can throw the ball deep, and I can make these plays like the other quarterbacks in the league. And it makes him, like, force plays that just aren't there. And it's, it's like, what, why would you do that? And that was, that was completely unnecessary. And you know that he's smarter than that. And then he'll have these moments where it's like, all right, I'm going to be so careful that I'm just going to, lay the ball over there and then he ends up overthrowing or underthrowing it and it's like man like it's like sometimes he can be overly aggressive and then he can be extremely extremely like i guess passive it might might be the word but it's just like dude just play your game like just play your game you can make all the throws you're accurate you're you're a you're a quality quarterback you're you're a top quarterback just go out there and play and don't try to be too careful don't try to be too aggressive. Just be Derek Carr. Like, that's good enough. And I would like to see more of that instead of him, you know, feeling like, let me be so careful or being so aggressive. You know, um, I'm hopefully, you know, maybe somebody else has noticed that and they're they're telling him to, you know, just play his game. Uh, that's all I got, man. Like I said, I expect this to turn around. Uh, Raider Joe out. Raider Joe, thank you for the call, my man. I agree. You know, maybe Derek Carr was trying to show a little more than what he normally would do, you know, go out and prove others wrong. Again, it seemed like he was a little extra pumped up to show off his new weapons that he had and, and the fact that the, the team had a big playability like all the time. And I don't mean super pumped up like he was, you know, fired up because normally when he gets super fired up and excited, he, he misses high, right? He overthrows players. Uh, this time he was underthrowing guys. He was, uh, you know, missing behind Darren Waller. I think it's just a lot of it was timing and also a lot of him going out trying to prove that he can do what a lot of people said that he can't do. So I think there was a lot that they had to go into that. But uh, you're definitely onto something, Joe. Thank you for that call. Next up, got a text from Lil Ray from Cashville, a.k.a. Nashville. It said, yo, Q, Lil Ray from Cashville. Raider Nation, calm down, especially with the car stuff. Yeah, he could have played better, but dang, it's the first game in a completely new system with a big new piece while the O-line gets things figured out, all while facing the best pass rush he'll see all year. Sheesh. Carl will figure out his balance in this offense. He did in Gruden's, and now he just needs a little time in McDaniel's. Uh, we will take care of Cardinals at home. Then I get to see my boys when they come to Nashville, where we will destroy the Titans. Calm down, nation. We good. Go 
Raiders. That's Little Ray from Cashville. And uh, I do think it just has something to do with what you said, figuring things out, getting that balance, figuring out McDaniel's offense. And again, I go back to preseason, you know, with McDaniel's being a new head coach and this being a pretty complex scheme. And it's not really like they needed communication work in the in the preseason. It just kind of seems like they needed some some fine tuning that they probably could have done in the preseason and it could have helped. But uh, they didn't do it. That's fine. So now they got to figure out in the first couple of weeks of the season. I don't know if that's going to take two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, what the case is going to be. But they got to find a way to win some games because in the first five weeks before they go on their bye, they play every team in the AFC West. And four out of five games are also AFC games. So the Raiders got to get on their horse and start winning some games. So thank you so much for that text. Uh, let's take one call and then we'll close out the show. J Raider 760. He's calling in to talk about the game car and the fact that the things the Raiders did on Sunday are very correctable. Here he is, J Raider 760. Hey, what's up, Q? This is your boy, J Raider, coming from the 760. Got listening to the pod. And, uh, you know, I just want to say that, um, you know, it's not time to panic. A lot of Raider fans are, you know, jumping on that whole it's car's fault. You know, let's blame everything on Carr. There was a lot of good quarterbacks that had a rough day uh, yesterday. So it's not it's not on Carr. And from what I saw, it wasn't like the Chargers, you know, just flat out beat us. We beat ourselves. So there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel in the sense that the things that we can do are correctable. And it's not like we're just a bad team. You know, we we are not living up to expectations. No, I mean, if you take away some of those mistakes, I mean, those were touchdowns. You know, Josh Jacobs tripped. That was a touchdown. Uh, Derek Carr, you know, uh, threw the ball to Waller uh, behind him. That would have been a touchdown. Um, there's just a lot of things that could have gone right, and this game wouldn't have been that close. So for fans to say, oh, it's the same thing. Here we go. Here's Carr. You know, he's, he's going back to his old ways. I mean, I think that's false. So I'm not panicking, and I don't think uh, the fan base should start panicking. Um, we have plenty of football left. I feel like this next game against Arizona, um, you know, if they, if they don't correct those issues, then we can start talking about concerns. Um, but I don't feel that way. I feel like they're going to put it all together. And let's remember, guys, they didn't play together in the preseason. preseason. So this stuff matters. You know, and a lot of people say it doesn't matter. It does matter. Timing, the timing needs to be right. You know, they need to gel together. And, and I feel like they are going to do that this week. So um, let's calm down, Raider Nation. Let's not panic. Everything's going to be all right. Forget about this last game. It's time to move on to Arizona, just like Bill Belichick says, on to Arizona. And let's have a good Sunday. I feel like we're going to get a win. So let's go. And go Raiders. And thanks, Q. You're the best. You're my man, boy. There he goes. Raider J out to 760. Thank you so much for that call, my man. And I agree 100%. It was a bad game by the Raiders, and they still had an opportunity to win, right? Bad game by the team, bad game by Carr, bad mistakes by multiple players, Jacobs, Carlson, a few offensive linemen, even Josh McDaniels. Some of his calls were a little questionable. Uh, I think they all are trying to find a rhythm. They're all trying to get into uh, everything new. There's a lot of new going on. But, you know, Jacobs falling down, that was just something that was an unforced mistake. Execution, bad. He fell. Carlson kicking the ball out of bounds, giving the ball to the Chargers at the 40. Bad execution. That's something that it has nothing to do with new, right? It's just bad execution on a couple of those plays. Derek Carr throwing the ball behind Darren Waller in the end zone. That's not 
you know, new play calling. That's not trying to get on the same page. That's just poor execution. That's just what it is. So, uh, again, it's going to get better. They're going to get on the same page. They're going to make it all work out. It just was a bad day at the office on Sunday. And at the end of the day, still had an opportunity to steal that game away from the Chargers. So, there it is. That's uh, that's what it is. That's all you can really say about that. So, that's all I got for you for today's show. We got more texts and calls that we'll get to. Donald in Oakland, Vader Raider in the 303. Uh, text from Chris out of Northern Nevada. I got all those coming up on tomorrow's show. We'll have more news and notes. And, of course, we'll have plenty of more conversation here on uh, Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up on my radio show today, John McClain, he'll join the show. Uh, Lincoln Kennedy always joins the show on Tuesday. And also, Greeny, Mike Greenberg from ESPN, he'll join the show at 2.30 Pacific Standard Time to talk all things NFL, talk all things Raiders, and uh, see what he has to say about Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, and a whole lot more. So if he has some good stuff, I'll bring it to you on the show as well here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. So thank you again for making the Lockdown Raider podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. Till tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby.